not for unbelievers, but for believers. If, therefore, the whole church comes together and all is speaking in tongues and outsiders or unbelievers enter, they will not, uh, they will not say that you are out of your minds. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsiders enters, he will be convicted by all. He is called to an account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so, falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. So the second thing that we have to understand, the gifts of the Holy Spirit always point to God, never to ourselves. The gifts of the Holy Spirit always point to God, Endeavor to ourselves. It talks about tongues. Tongues were to draw unbelievers. And prophecy, prophecy is to edify or to build up the body. And so we believe in a New Testament prophet. We're not Old Testament prophets. If somebody comes up to you and says, thus saith the Lord, if you do not repent, he's going to strike you down dead. That's Old Testament prophecy. That's not New Testament. Okay. A New Testament prophet edifies. So if somebody comes up to you and says, Ethan, God's going to bless you for being bald. That's New Testament prophecy. Okay? Your shiny head's a light to all who see it. That's New Testament prophecy. Okay? Uh, and so, and tongues, there's two types of tongues. There is moans and groans uh, that Paul talks about, moans and utterances that we do not understand. So that is that the Holy Spirit is praying through us. And you could also use tongues to prophesy. So the way that works in a corporate setting is, is someone will have a word for the body in tongues, and then it is interpreted in English uh, as a word from the Lord. Uh, it's a supernatural occurrence. And what that does is it shows that God is doing supernatural things. But you'll see throughout the Bible, any time... The gifts of the spirits are practiced. People are saved. Why? Because they see that God is real. And I love what it says in verse 25. The gifts of the spirit are, are to disclose the secrets of God's heart. They're to disclose the secrets of God's heart. Isn't that awesome? God gives us his Holy Spirit to disclose the secrets of his heart. And so when we move in the Holy Spirit in one accord, non-believers are convicted and declare that God is among us. If we're doing it right, non-believers will see that God is among us. Now, the problem is Pentecostals or, or charismatic people have gotten kind of a bad name. They'll always, they'll always if, when I tell somebody that we're an Assembly of God church, they'll ask me, oh, do y'all handle snakes? I'm like, No. In fact, I'm deathly scared of snakes. In fact, my wife occasionally will play, play tricks on me. Um, she's not being mean, but we just, you know, we'll, we'll, the whole family will be at the zoo. And, of course, I have three kids now, so that's kind of a lot at the zoo. Uh, so we, we'll get to the snake house, uh, and the kids, of course, want to go see the snakes, right? Uh, and I'll look in fear at my wife because I hate snakes. And she'll look at me and go, it's okay, baby. I'll take care of all three of our kids. And I'm like, I'll go. So I'm, I'm pushing the stroller, just looking down, not looking, not looking to either side. And then I catch out of my peripheral a king cobra. Those of you that have been to the zoo, know, for zoo know exactly what I'm talking about. It's in a little circular glass thing. And there was a boy right here standing in front of the glass. And the snake was hanging off his rock, 
going towards the boy. Now, he wasn't going to get hurt, but even as I tell you this and visualize it in my mind, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm sitting there going, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting chills and cold sweats just thinking about it. Uh, so needless to say, I, I hit Crystal. Hey, babe, 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 did you see that? Anyway, so then I had to walk past the King Cobra. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm deathly scared of snakes. So don't worry. We will never be a snake handling church because I'll just, you know, I'll just be slain in the spirit, fall over and die. Right. I'm not coming to your house. People that have snakes at their house need special healing gifts from Jesus. Um, in Jesus' name. Uh, so let's keep going. 1 Corinthians 14, before I get too much off track. Uh, verse 26. What then, brothers? When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. If any speak in tongue, let there be only two or three at most, and each in turn. And let someone interpret. But if there's no one to interpret, let each of them keep silent in church and speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let others weigh on what is said. If a revelation is made to another sitting there, let the first be silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, so all may learn and all be encouraged, and the Spirit's of prophets are subject to prophets for God is not a God of confusion but of peace so the third point of today is the Holy Spirit brings order the Holy Spirit brings order something I get it I get dinged with a lot is I'm a, I'm a type a I'm a type a leader so I like things to be planned out I like our services to be planned out and a lot of pastors will come to me and go Todd, just, uh, just let the spirit flow, man. It doesn't matter. Just, just flow. And, and that's a good thing. But here's the thing. Do you see in this verse that, that there's no order? In fact, God is very specific about what elements he wants in his services. Now, there is good. It's good if you feel that God is moving to flow with it. In fact, last week, both services, we had to release the services and, uh, and just continue to play. Uh, those that God wasn't done with, and that's okay. But if there is no order, there is confusion. And so 33 tells us, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. And so God is showing you, and he shows us what we're supposed to do in each service. In fact, each service is prayed about long before we get here. Uh, in fact, my preaching schedule is is... Planned out until the end of 2018. We know exactly what we're doing. The worship band knows this. I know this. I know the, the songs that the worship band are doing. In fact, sometimes I'll ask the worship band if they'll do a specific song for me. Uh, and we work together. These services are planned out. The people that come up to speak are planned out. It's not, there's not any chance. It's, there's not spontaneity because we have planned out before God, what do you want to do with this service? And so if we pray and ask God, God, what are you wanting to do? We're prepared for the move of the Spirit before it happens. Now, do we have to sometimes as pastors change our plan and roll with it? Sure. But we're not going in without a plan. We've got to know how to land the plane. Sometimes winds come and blow us, 
and, and, and we, we have to come around and, and land a different way. But we know that eventually we've got to land the plane and how we're going to get there. And so, if a worship service brings confusion, it's not of God. And the awesome thing I've, I loved about both, week, both services last week, God showed up and God moved and nothing got weird. You know, people, people were healed. People were baptized with the Holy Spirit. There were people that were prophesied over. Um, in fact, I heard a couple, a couple testimonies of people that were prophesied over that God really touched their heart, and nothing ever got strange. And so, guys, what I want you to understand is we can be a church that is full of the gifts of the Holy Spirit working and active, and everyone feels it. And it doesn't have to be something that causes confusion or is out of order. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you in your life today? If you're new here at Hope Church, I always try to ask some questions at the end of the message, kind of challenge you throughout the week. Uh, So if you're not taking notes, maybe jot these down. If you are taking notes, here we go. Question one, are you fully engaged in all of what the church has to offer? Are you fully engaged in all of the church has to offer to you? Now I talked about, I started that we are here to offer things for the church and I fully I'm standing behind that. But what I'm saying is, are you getting everything that you can get? Because, guys, I'm here to tell you. I love to study God's word. I love to let God download his thoughts into my mind. But when I feel God's presence the most is when I see, when I talk to people about God and I see him get it, that light switch turns on in their mind and they begin to cry. The snot begins to come out of their nose. They have the ugly cry. That's when, when they have the ugly cry, you know they got it. I mean, God has just come in and wrecked their hearts. <laughs> Trust me, you're still saved even if you didn't do ugly cry. But I'm just saying, when, if you got ugly cry, you know you're good, okay? But I love that. And I love to see God's word. I love to see the spirit of God come alive in people's hearts. That's when I feel the most connected to God. Notice, I feel the most connected to God Not when he is downloading into me, but when I am pouring out into others. That's how it works. That's how it works. Because we talked about last week, if all we ever do is allow God to pour into us, we become stagnant and stink. Kind of like where James was talking about where our money goes. Second question. Do Do you want God... I left out God, so excuse me on that one. Do you want God to disclose the secrets of his heart with you? In 1 Corinthians 14.25, it says the gifts of the Spirit are for God to disclose the secrets of his heart to you. Now, guys, I want you to understand something. I'm not putting, I'm not putting the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying if you, if you want to have the only people that are saved have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if you don't have it, you're not saved. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, that if you have the bapti- baptism of the Holy Spirit that you're some super varsity Christian. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that if you want for God to disclose the secrets of his heart to you, that's something that you should seek. It's something that improves. It's something that deepens your relationship with God. So what I'm saying to you is if you, if you never receive it and you go to heaven... It's going to be okay, but you're going to miss out 
on the secrets of what God can give you because God can download heaven here on this earth through his Holy Spirit. And if we don't completely tap into that, we're going to miss out on it. I mean, we'll get it when we get to heaven. But we're going to miss out a little bit of heaven here on earth. My last question is the band comes back. Do you want to be filled with his spirit today? You know, like we did last week, we want to allow the Holy Spirit to kind of have some time here at the end. Now, we've, I ta- as I talked about last week, the Holy Spirit was already here. The Spirit of God had already rested upon us in this room long before we ever got here. But now we're here. And God has something that He wants to say to you. God wants to reveal the secrets of His heart to you. So our presence, our, our, our presence, <laughs> our prayer partners, you are presence, your presence to everyone. You're such a present. Uh, anyway, if our prayer partners could go ahead and get in place. We've got two strapping young men along the back wall. Got, I almost called you Paul and Rhonda. You have Paul and Rhonda and Ethan and Jessica. Vice versa. Ethan, Jessica, Paul and Rhonda. Ethan, you are strapping, yes. Sorry. Paul, you're strapping too. Okay. <laughs> but it's getting so sensitive around here. <laughs> And I want to encourage you today, if you want more of the Holy Spirit, these guys can pray over you today, guys and girls. But God wants to disclose the secrets of his heart to you. And if you want to receive all of God's spirit today, I want you to come see these people. You know, maybe you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you need God's healing touch in your life today. These people are here to pray for you. Maybe you want to receive salvation. Maybe you've never actually begun a relationship with God. They're here for you today. But here's what I want you to do. We're going to sing two songs. And I want you to be open that whatever God has for you today, that you're open and ready for what he wants to download into your heart. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you today. We thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. We thank you for revealing the secrets of your heart to us. So Lord, I pray now as we go into this time of worship, Lord, I pray that you would just help us to receive all that you have for us today. Lord, I know that many of us came into this place not really sure what you would have for us today. But Lord, I pray that you would just show us that we can tap into your presence anytime we're ready. Lord, you've just been waiting for us to acknowledge your presence. So Lord, I pray this morning that your spirit would come into this place and that we would feel your presence and that your presence would change us and make us whole again. Lord, it's in Jesus' name we pray.